If you are looking to continue developing your coaching skills or have a new coach that you'd like to train or onboard, check out our upcoming activity coaching clinics. We are hosting both our basics and advanced clinics every Monday for our basics clinic and Tuesday for our advanced clinic from 1.30 to 3 Central Standard Time. It runs October 2nd through November 6th, and you can learn more and register at heatherpriceconsulting.com. everyone. Welcome to Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina, where we discuss coaching strategies for the overachievers, the slow starters, and everyone in between. We're going to share everything we know about instilling early success habits, the science behind activity, and how to build a values-based, FR-centered coaching philosophy. Activity Coaching Conversations is all about balancing accountability with the art and science of coaching. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to address a topic we get questions on at nearly every clinic, and that is, how do you coach FRs who are actually doing the deal? You know, those magical unicorns you get every now and then? We like to think of them as overachievers. I know it seems strange, right? But this is really an important topic because those are the FRs who actually need you the most. And sometimes leaders tend to just pat them on the back and say something like, hey, great job. Just keep doing what you're doing. And as a result, they kind of loosen the reins and sometimes way too early. And they give these folks a lot of latitude, especially regarding attending activity coaching meetings. Um, so we just want to tell you today, this is not the time to loosen up. On the contrary, it's the time to double down on your coaching. Today, we're going to talk about how to keep successful reps engaged and help you coach them to an even bigger and better future. After all, they're the ones who are actually working toward the unlimited aspect we recruited them to, right? It's important to remember that even when an FR is really successful, there's still going to be bumps and pitfalls. Um, and I'd also like to point out that sometimes these are the FRs who can be the most challenging and they require you as a coach to really be on your game and growing yourself to continue providing value. Um, the good news is they're often the ones who love to come to activity coaching because they want to tell you about their awesome day. Yeah, I love that. I feel, Sabina, that it's really easy to feel that you're not doing your job sometimes when you're coaching these overachievers because you you don't feel the need to always be giving them that constant constructive criticism, right? Um, when you're always just saying, mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. you're doing a great job, you're doing a great job. And sometimes I don't even feel like I'm doing what I need to be doing, right? So I think that's where some right. of the challenge, uh, where sure. some of the challenge comes in with coaching these people. Um, what do you think makes sure. them the most challenging? Well, my experience is that they tend to be more independent, more confident, more competitive. They don't like being put in a box um, or being told what to do. And they mm -hmm. usually come with some ego. And, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. That's what you want, right? Yeah, like you want thing. people who have that kind of confidence. Um, but you just have to know that's what you'll be dealing with. Like your case that you make for activity and for the different things that you're going to be coaching them to has to be pretty airtight because they're going to, they're going to, you know, fight back a little bit um, and they're going to be a little more resistant to some of the 
early coaching because we do, we recruit people to this unlimited, be your own boss, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then we immediately put them on a pretty, pretty narrow track to success, right? Like we tell them these are the parameters mm -hmm. and you just have to help them understand that that is the way to succeed and that it's temporary. You know, I know we're curtailing your freedom, but it's temporary and it's really in your best interests. So one of the things that that to your earlier point that you want to do is give them plenty of positive feedback. You know, you had you had mentioned um, sometimes we always feel like we need to be finding something wrong or something to improve. If they're actually hitting mm -hmm. their activity marks or exceeding them and they've already written some business, you just want to make sure that um, they know what they're doing right. And there's always ways to tweak, but you want to err more on the side of, of building them up and, and letting them know um, that they're doing, they're doing a lot of things right. And, and they'll feel good about that because you don't want to always, you don't want the really good reps to feel like you're pick, pick, picking at them all the time. Right, right. And and oftentimes I find that these are the people that are the hardest on themselves anyway, mm -hmm. right? Because they are yeah. they're doing so well because they push themselves so hard. Exactly. And I have a couple reps that I'm coaching right now. They they are superstars. They're doing fantastic. And when I tell them and I actually show them the numbers and I compare to what other reps are doing, they seem surprised. Like, oh gosh, I, I really didn't realize I was doing that well. Um so so they do need a lot of encouragement, even the superstars, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and they've earned it and they deserve it. You know, it's it's sometimes it's more fun, but it it seems a little foreign to us, but it's more fun to focus on the future and on their growth, um, especially when their activity is at or above granum levels. So so let's get into uh -huh. some topics to talk about. Um, when you get to that third step in the activity coaching meeting, the discussion and analysis part, and the activity is great. Um what do you do? <laughs> right? Like what, that's where I think a lot of what people talk about. Right? There's nothing to talk about. <laughs> I know exactly. <laughs> and that's, I think where a lot of people get stuck and why, why this question always comes up because they're like, they're already doing it. What am I going to tell them? So this becomes more of a philosophical conversation, right? This is more about their growth and their future. So a few things that you can talk about, and there's, there's, there's a lot, this is just a sample. Um, the first is to help them think bigger right? Now that they're out in the marketplace and they're succeeding, it's time to revisit that unlimited part. You know, if they're, if they're crushing their goals and it looks like they're going to be a pace setter at three months, but that was their goal, it's time to revisit that. And it's okay to, to scale your goals up. Um, and that can be a challenging conversation too, because sometimes people are like, nope, I just rather have this goal and crush it than have a bigger one. Um, so it's, it's a mindset of thinking bigger, which doesn't always come naturally. Um, this is a great place to bring in the office values and how they play into an FR's practice. Talk about the office values. You know, if one of your office values is courage, how is that FR showing courage in their prospecting, in their, you know, just in all of their work in the marketplace? Um, also talking about what they really want. You know, we I, people call it different things. Um, it's, what do you really want? Your true desires, your, your vision. But what do they really want in business and in life? And and now that they're demonstrating that they they can succeed at a high level in the business, their vision for the future might change, right? Like, have you coached reps where um, they've come in and they've got, you know, they're thinking bigger than where they're at, but then they blow that away. And now it's kind of like, now what? Absolutely. Where you have yeah. a, a rep that's maybe living with their mom and dad and yeah. it's like, oh, I just want to get a place out on my own. And then six yeah. months later, they're crushing it and they're looking at buying their own home. Right. So helping exactly. them to think 
right? Bigger than what they were thinking six months prior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, One of the things that I think is, is really important to talk about when someone is, is doing the activity at a high level and getting results is the impact that they're having, right? Impact is one of the, one of the things that people really talk about um, in recruiting and that people want to have, they want a, a career where they have an impact. So talk about, you know, the impact they're having on their prospects, their clients, their community financially, how much more um, financially secure they're making the community they live in. Um, and you can always talk about one of my all-time favorite topics, um, new clients, because as we know, there's no such thing as too many new clients, especially in the early stages of growing a practice. So really talking about that new client bonus, um, people sometimes think it begins and ends at 2%. It actually goes all the way up to 15%. So you know, really doing some research and talking about that. Um, another one is the psychology of Granum. You know, we, in the early months, it's a rare thing sometimes to get somebody who's consistently high in the activity. So that's where we focus. But when they're, uh, when they are there, the psychology, you know, the specific objectives for each step of the sales cycle, you know, we, when we cover this in detail in our advanced clinic, um, but really going through and helping them understand more about human behavior and, and how the market responds to them. One of um, one of my favorite things for people who like recognition is to talk about the recognition opportunities. I when I was coaching reps, I got a ton of mileage out of using that bronze, silver, gold and platinum report and showing them what other top reps in the region and in the company were doing. And if they're competitive, they will eat that up. They will love it. And they'll want to know, how do I go up in the rankings? Where do I go? What, how does it score? Can I be number one? Um, and that's a big one. And I know, Heather, there's some, I'm sure there's some that I'm missing. Do you, Are there some other reports that are you know recognition opportunities? Oh, I'm thinking about former interns, mm-hmm. um, like our intern conversion. So Mike Gish Award, right? Yeah. If they're in their first year after converting, Mike Gish is a big deal. Um, if they're a CUD, right? Yeah. Oftentimes um, they become a CUD early on. Um, so competing against other college unit directors, um, those would be the ones that I, that I would add. Yeah, for former interns, because they already, they love the career enough. They're already going full time. So that's, yeah, thank you. Um, contests, right? When we sometimes, I think, forget people when they're brand new, we talk about contests and we have, there's a whole vocabulary around this business and this career. And we're so familiar with it that we forget that people who are newer don't always pick up on that. You know, they've got so much going on. They don't always know what contests they're eligible for and where they stand and what the rewards are and so forth. So make sure they know about that. And then there's always Paysetter 40 and Paysetter 60, um, if their activity is really great, chances are they're well on their way to blowing past P40. Um, so this is a point where you really want to talk about getting to over 100 lives in the first year because they could they could go more than halfway in those first six months. It's also um, an opportunity to talk about setting the record in the office. You know, again, if they're competitive, um, they're going to want to know who's the record holder. You know, we had um, in St. Louis, we had somebody who's who held the record at 62 for years. Right. And then someone came along and did like 62.8 and suddenly they're the new record holder, you know, and it was they they were highly motivated (laughs) by that. So I always think it's good if you don't know who holds the record in your office, I would really recommend finding out because that can be for the right people that can be very motivating if they're not super competitive. um, That's okay too. Then you talk more about values and the impact that they're having and, you know, the how they're strengthening their community. So um, it's okay. 
I was going to say along the lines of recognition, like you said, not everybody is necessarily motivated, mm-hmm. right, by the money or by, um, you know, winning that contest. But I do think there are other ways to recognize them for doing a great job. And I think of asking them, for example, to speak at a training, you know, mm-hmm. at a sales school or yes. a training class for new reps. I mean, I realize that they're new too, but they're, you know, they might be four or five months in where these new reps are just yes, starting, exactly. right? So to put a new, somebody who's really living yes. it in front of them and, and highlight the great work that they're doing. I would also say, even though they may only be a few months in, allowing them maybe to do joint work with interns, right? Yep. Letting them know that they're on the right track. And um, because of their success, we're going to allow you to do some joint work down um, at this point. I do feel like it just gives them a little extra boost, um, you know, and that they're um, doing a great job and we yes. believe in you. And here are some ways that we want to allow you to have greater impact on a daily basis. Absolutely. And, you know, as Granham says, we gain conviction around what we hear ourselves say out loud. So their speaking opportunities become Mm -hmm. also this little way of reinforcing in their own mind what's going well and how they're doing. Um, I think that's great. I like to ask them how they feel about their success so far, right? Like we think when people are succeeding, it's all a bed of roses. And that's not always the case, is it? You know, when they're yeah, Correct. <laughs> <laughs> they, they need more positive feedback. They need to really be pumped up because they're dealing with the same things in the marketplace, right? Also activity analysis. So you think, well, gosh, their activity is already great. What would I have to talk about? Well, this is where if you're really good with activity analysis, you can find ways to make small changes. These are the reps who will be very responsive to if you got 10% more referrals or if you're closing Uh, ratio was 10% better or even 5% better, this is the difference it would make in your business. When they're exceeding expectations, sometimes these tiny, tiny tweaks can gain them exponentially greater results. So um, I know in our clinics, we talk Mm -hmm. through some of these detailed case studies. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, I just think that when their activity is where it needs to be and it doesn't you know, it's kind of what we're talking mm-hmm. about. You have the feeling that there isn't a whole lot to talk about as a coach, right? right? Oh, their activity is where it needs to be. Um, I think it frees up time to talk about some of the finer details yes. of the business too, right? To talk about some of the softer um, softer sales yep. skills, um, talking a little bit about process, yes. right? Um, you know, uh, philosophical uh, parts of the Granum system and the sales cycle. And I think the whole idea really that we're sharing, I mean, we just gave you what, probably a half a dozen, if not close to mm-hmm. a dozen different things that you can talk to a very successful rep about versus, you know, you're six minutes in yeah. to your your 15 minute meeting. You've realized like, okay, your numbers are where they're doing, yeah. you know, where Good they're job. supposed to be. Great job. Pat on the back. Keep doing yeah. it and send them out the door. There's so much value that you can provide in your time with them. So just really thinking a little bit more deeply about how you could impact that rep and the things that you could talk about. So, um, I do, you know, even the most successful FRs, though, can yeah. falter, yes. right? I mean, we've seen yep. it happen. There, You know, you have that rep, and sometimes it's after pace at our first yep. 40, or, um, but sometimes it's even, you know, if they've got a good run going three, four months in, mm-hmm. and they start to kind of um, go backwards. What are some of the things you like to look for when you're coaching? Yep, you're, you're spot on with that, and sometimes even into that second year, because, you know, sometimes the second year is even scarier, because you're like, oh my gosh, I have to do this all over again. Um, so you start to look for things, mm-hmm. and this is where your power of observation um, need to really be good. You look for, sometimes they're small and gradual and sometimes they're big and obvious. So, so for example, they suddenly, if they're still in their early stages, they start skipping activity coaching meetings after having had a pretty good track record of attendance, right? So you think, hmm, that's unusual. 
feel that's out of character and out of pattern. Um, their activity starts to maybe trend downward um, after they've been on a great streak. And even things like, and this this happens a lot, people have a regular workout schedule and suddenly they stop working out because they're so busy and life is so chaotic now. Um, and, and, you know, with people who work out regularly, when they stop, they start to feel bad. They don't feel good about themselves and that impacts everything else. Um, and, you you know, you don't see them around the office as much. They seem to start to be starting to pull away a little bit. Um, those are all kind of alarms, right? Like some are loud, some are not loud, but you have to be really tuned into mm -hmm. sometimes very subtle things that that are happening um, because you want to get on top of those um, pretty quickly. And so you think, well, what do I do? Yeah, things that happen in their personal life, right? Yes. Um, you know, a sick child yep. or a hospitalized parent or something that pulls them out of the business for a few days yeah. um, or maybe even more than a few days, right? right? But being cognizant that that little short blip of time or that mm -hmm. little pause button, it, it can be tough for them to get back into the rhythm. Yep. Um, so just being cognizant of it and being there and supportive for them. Yep, absolutely. Because this business is such a momentum business right? It's such, it's like that old flywheel concept. It's much harder to get the thing going than it is to keep it going. Um, so what do you say when you mm -hmm, notice these things mm -hmm. happening, right? I, I am a, a believer and I know you are too of addressing things straight on, right? Like directly, like let them know. Um, mm -hmm, Heather, I've mm -hmm. noticed um, some things that make me think you might be struggling with something. What, um, what, you know, is there anything going on? I mean, just letting them know that you notice. They may or may not open up, but just letting them know, mm -hmm. I'm noticing something that's going on here. And and as Heather mentioned, you know, some of the things you mm -hmm. think, well, gosh, the career's going great. What could they be struggling with? Well, as as you mentioned, personal issues, right? So, you know, maybe there's an illness in the family, any of that. Sometimes their spouse or partner just isn't as supportive because when you succeed early at a high level, it's usually because you're putting in a lot more time and effort. Um, so maybe you're not as home, you're not home as much. You're not, you know, so that communication piece. I mean, and, and again, you're not a therapist, but you need to be aware that those kind of things can happen. Um, Observe. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. I want to mention a couple of things that might seem a little strange um, and counterintuitive, but they're very, they're, they happen. One is they're outperforming their peer group in the office by such a wide margin that sometimes they'll slack off a little bit because they want to fit, they want to fit in with this group, right? Like they don't want people to think, oh, that I think I'm so much better than everybody else. They're like, wow, it's uncomfortable to be so far ahead of people. Another thing, and this is really kind of a strange one, but it's a true one too. They sometimes are going to outgrow friends or families who don't, members who don't understand the difficulty of the business and aren't growing themselves. I was coaching a young man. Oh, it's been several years ago. He's still in the business. Um, but he would come in and he'd say, man, you know, he'd love to get together with his high school buddies. Um, and he, and after a while he would say, I just, he says, I don't know what to do. I don't, really enjoy being around them because they talk about the same things all the time. They're not really growing. They're kind of stuck. You know, my life is kind of exciting. I can do things that they can't do now, you know, just financially because I'm succeeding, but I don't want them to think that I don't care about them and I don't want to be friends. You know, it's a, I, and, and I'm not here to provide solution to that, you know, and I know you're not either, but, but I think it's important to be aware of that and let them talk about that because that's a very real issue when you are learning and growing then this could 
potentially even happen to you as a coach and your life is is like moving in a different trajectory, you're necessarily and painfully going to leave some people behind sometimes. And that's very difficult for people to manage and understand. I remember the first time I had a really successful rep uh, who uh, just did a fantastic job and was having fun competing with everybody in the mm-hmm. office. And then I did start to notice his activity really changing probably about a year and a half in. And it came up in a conversation. He said, you know, I used to love competing with these people, but I kind of found out through the grapevine and just through kind of vibes and other things that I was experiencing that they were kind of getting pissed off. Well, they He thought he was competing yeah. at a friendly level. They were kind of like, who is this dude kind of stepping right. on our on our territory, yeah. right? And they were kind of, it, all of a sudden it became, okay, they were all out to beat him. Yeah. And it kind of became this awkward, you know, tough yeah. situation. And so just being able to talk through it, like you said, there isn't always a solution, yeah. but being able, and for him personally, we ended up just getting creative and trying to say, okay, well, who are you going to go after next, right? Who yeah. else can you hit your wagon to, yeah. right? And, and and just getting creative and letting them talk through it, but being aware that there are some odd things that come along yes. with being a successful yeah. rep that you wouldn't necessarily think about that you might have to coach your reps through. That's exactly right. I mean, I always like to, to kind of chuckle and say they don't call it growing pains for nothing, right? Like it's not growing pleasures, it's growing pains. And that's, that's so true. And that's part of <laughs> that's it. So, true. so. Well, One of the other realities of having a successful rep is oftentimes they might get recruited away. Um, So, you know, we've seen that happen. What are some of the signs that coaches should look for? So they suddenly start asking questions about their contract, right? Like they've been going along and they just trust that everything is, is, is okay. And then suddenly they're starting to ask like minutia questions about their contract. That's that's almost always an indication that someone else is in their ear um, talking about how the grass is greener on the other side of the fence, right? Um, they start complaining about small things, you know, all of a sudden nothing is up to snuff. They're looking for ways to justify the fact that they're looking. Um, and then some of the same things that we just talked about, you know, their activity trends downward, you don't see them around as much. And and for that reason, for, because they're, you know, being recruited, they feel guilty, right? So they, they do tend to lay low too. So if you suddenly stop seeing them around, um, and pulling away from people, you know, you want to be on top of that. Um, so what do you do? Well, okay, this, first of all, don't panic, right? When you have successful reps, other people are always going to be scouting talent, just like we are, right? We're always prospecting for talented people in other professions. Um, our old MP used to say, the better you get, the more people want you, right? So that's just, you, you're never going to get away from that. Um That's the time to ask them how they're feeling about the career, about the success they've had, what they're struggling with. The grass always looks greener, but guess what? It usually isn't. Um, Tell them, you know, and this is the thing. I was going to say, I think that's also where if you can get them involved in other things in the yes. agency, that keeps it a little more sticky, yep, right? Exactly. So whether that's um, speaking engagements yep. or, you know, mentoring yep. or something else that helps give them a great feel like they're making greater impact. The thing you don't want to do is desperately try to keep them, right? Like desperation is not an attractive <laughs> quality. This is this is what I would recommend. I would say, tell them, look, we want you to build your career with us and feel good about it. And if that means you need to look at other options, that's fine because we're confident that your best opportunity is here. And ironically, if you're not desperately trying to hang on to them, they're more likely to stay. You know, because you don't want to get into some kind of a power struggle like we want to keep you so badly, we'll give away the farm, we'll do anything. You know, that's not um, you want to be confident enough in the career where they are 
that I, I used to tell people all the time, yeah, look at your option. And they're not expecting that. Um, they're expecting you to beg them to mm -hmm, stay. Mm -hmm. And when you say, sure, look around, I feel confident that once you've explored the options, you'll, you'll be happy. You'll understand that this is your best opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, so in summary, Absolutely. These are some of the issues that you'll encounter with the high achieving reps that you coach. Now we want them, we need them, and we want to be prepared to coach them deeply, appropriately, and not just pat them on the back and say, good job. Say, say that, that again. 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 Okay. Today in our say that again, we're going to role play um, a snippet of a coaching session with a high achieving rep. So Heather, um, who is just a high achieving individual anyway, is going to play the advisor role and I'll be the coach. <laughs> so we're just, we're not going to go through the whole meeting. We're just going to go right to that middle part. Um, and so just to give you background, Heather is four months in and so she's, and she's killing it. So, so here we go. So Heather, you know, gr another great day in the books for activity for you. Um, how are you feeling about things? I'm feeling good you know, plugging right along. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bummed about some of the cancellations, but I feel like I've got enough booked that um, yeah. I'm doing okay. I think yeah. you're doing way better than okay. So um, I just pulled the reports and today, congratulations are in order because you've crossed over the line and at four months, you're already a pace setter. You're at 42 lives. Um, you've got 29 new clients. So you have the right number of new clients to lives and you've got 51,000 a premium in just four months. So um, and I know in there you have, um, you're well out of your natural market already. Like these are prospects that you've been referred to, which mm -hmm. is, that's a big deal when you're, when you're this new in the business. So, um, you're keeping 60 to 70 appointments. Um, and I have other exciting news for you today. I don't know. Are you aware of the bronze report? Do you know what that is? No. We've, mm -hmm. We haven't really talked about that yet. No. Um, but no. it is, it's the measure of all people who are in their first year. So in the region, um, it's the measure, you know, you're in the Southern region. So it's the measure, the measure of all the Southern region offices. Mm -hmm. And for the awards year, it's the measure of all first year reps in the country. And right now um, in the mm, Southern okay. region, you're number 21 out of hundreds. Like they measure the top oh, wow. hundred. Yeah. How many reps? So, well, wow. they're, well, they only measure the top hundred. Okay. So you're 21 out of a hundred of, of okay. many more reps than that. So, so I wanted to, uh, I'll take the top 25%. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so do you, how do you feel about recognition, Heather? Are you competitive? Do you like, like recognition, like public recognition or does that motivate you? Um, I mean, yeah, it's, it would make me feel good to be in the top. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I mean, the actual physical recognition of it, I, I'm not sure, but yeah, I definitely want to be in the top because yeah. you know, the top would feel fantastic. Sure, sure. <laughs> I guess it would give me also the feeling that I know compared to my peers, um, that I am doing well. It's just that reassurance that yes. I am where I need to be. And, and your peers across the country, right? Like in the region, in the country, cause you're, you're outpacing really everybody in your peer group in the office. And so that's why I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's happening in a bigger playing field. Um, because you're without even realizing it, you're pretty competitive on the bigger playing field. So, um, I think because we're still early in the year that you could, you could vault into the top 10 for sure. Um, and I think with you, if you keep this momentum going and we play it out over a year and it keeps building, I'm potentially thinking you could be number one or number two. And that um, person, those top two get to be on stage. You don't have to give a talk or anything, um, but you get to walk across the stage and everybody in the office, like, you know, rings bells and blows horns and cheers for you. So um, what do you, what are your thoughts about hmm. that? 
Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I mean, first or second seems like a pretty lofty, I don't know, but I mean, I'd be excited to be in the top 10 even. Well, and I think it's, so the, the, the challenge is it's a moving target, right? Because you're competing, but so is everybody else. So it's all based on your production. Um, it's based on new clients, lives, premium, um, and plans that you have done. So, um, we can, we can put together, uh, you know, a, an estimate of what you would need to do every month to keep moving up. And so my recommendation would be we go, we look from going from 21 to like top 15, top 10. Once you break into the top 10, it's a much tighter playing field, right? Like there's, there's a lot more motion mm-hmm. in the top mm-hmm. 10 than there is everywhere else. So, um, so I, I think we want to keep an eye on okay. that because you're, you're, it. You're doing really well. You're showing, um, you know, two of our values are courage and personal responsibility, and you are living those every day. You're just being a great example to um, to the rest of the new reps in the office for sure. And I think you've inspired. I heard a number of veterans talk about your enthusiasm and how great you're doing. So you're inspiring people who've been in the business 15, 20 years as well, and that's that's kind of fun to see. How do you feel about that? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. I mean, I've, I had, a, I knew I was doing well because I hate, I hit pace setter mm-hmm. earlier than many people do, but it's just nice to know that um, other people see it and feel yeah. it as well. Yeah. So I would say um, we're going to keep looking at, you know, we're going to keep stay the course, but we're also going to start um, expanding some of the things that we're looking at and help you think a little bit bigger and about your future, um, both through the reports, but just based on what you want in life, you know, how you want to live now that you know you can do this. Um, is there anything in particular that you're struggling with or that we want to address? Because sometimes we think, oh, Heather, she's doing great. There's nothing wrong. Um, is there anything that you might be struggling with that we could talk about? No, not really. Not, okay. I don't think so. I'm excited about this bronze. I really, okay. I didn't know much about it. If you could help me like see where I need to go to track that and yep. help me, you know, stay on pace for that. I'd appreciate yep, that. Absolutely. But other than that, I'm good. Okay, great. All right. Well, um, we'll keep an eye on that. And again, congrats on crossing over the pace setter line with two months to go. Um, and we'll keep an eye on that too. All right. Well, we'll talk to Perfect. you uh, tomorrow. Sounds good. Thanks, Sabina. You bet. So that's just a little sample of how, you know, kind of conversation that you could have. I mean, there's, you know, we could, we could role play 20 more, of, you know, all those topics, but um, I find that's a good place to start. Anyway, um, we'll be back awesome. next Thank time. Thank you for taking us through that. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be back next time with. Yes. Uh, uh, with episode number 15. Yeah. Number 15 next time. Please join us then. In the meantime, have a great day. Thanks for joining us today for Activity Coaching Conversations with Heather and Sabina. If you found value in this conversation, please like, share, and leave a review in your favorite podcast app. And to learn more about our activity coaching clinics and how to hone your skills, visit heatherpriceconsulting.com. Link is in the show notes. Thanks again for listening. Keep learning and growing.